Hi again, friends of mine and people who listen and things. Um, we're back again. We're doing this like two times a week and it's super fun. I'm starting to get back into like the groove of things, which is very nice and I'm very happy to be doing it. Um, no emails this particular time. However, we have some big news because I'm still not sure what's going on with iTunes at the moment. And I'm so sorry that as the future goes on that this is going to be a slight black mark against them. But... What we have going on now is that I have posted a couple of videos up on the YouTube space with the intention of continuously posting the videos on the YouTube. So that means that pretty much no matter what, I should be able to be listened to all across pretty much the spectrum. So I should be fine, right? Like, that's the idea. It's just taking a really long time for things to compile, um, turn themselves into video, that sort of thing, because... I'm using kind of a free editor thingy thing, and iMovie is just confusing to me. Um, yeah, we all know this problem, right? Like, that's a thing, right? Like, we, we know. I don't know. Those of you who have used the iMovie and things go like, ah, there's like six different buttons that do nothing, and and I just want to drag and drop this sort of stuff, so... But this stuff is much easier. It's it's free, put, put together, and it's just a very slow process for me to uh, just put things back to where they usually go, you know? So it worked out pretty okay. I'm excited uh, to set up the, the YouTube site because then I can definitely see how many people are viewing it, and apparently monetization is super easy there. You just click a couple of things, and boo-boo-boo, the next thing you know, kablam! People be listening, so it's all cool. Um... Yeah. Right. What else is new? Um, well, I'm back in Boise, like I say, and it's super cool being back here. Uh, I've been eating a lot, like a veritable lot. Like, I think L.A. just starved me, and now I'm, like, just gearing up, just eating all the time. True, I have a job that has me, like, wandering around a warehouse the entire time, which is cool because I'm just walking back and forth and grabbing this and that. So it's a very uh, high-energy sort of a job. Of me grabbing this, grabbing that, making sure everything's uh, in order and ready and lifting heavy boxes. And it's great. I love it. Um, and then maybe I'll be back to working at another job, but I don't know how many hours I can really devote to that because mostly I'm working the evenings, which is why most of these get kind of posted in the uh, mornings or early afternoony times when I get the chance to record these and make them happen. Yeah. Uh... That's essentially it. That's that's about as far as I got right now. Um, yeah, so we're just going to dive right back into, like, chapter 16. That's where we're going to be. All right? All right, here we go. Uh, so last time we were on uh, Abram and Lot, well, saved Lot from um, the the king of Sharkablerkaderp and did it with by himself, I think. But he had, like, 300 of, 318 of his servants just ready to kick some ass and take some names and rock on. Uh, so they were the original 300, it seemed, you know, rad. So super cool. Um, and then there was this bargaining deal that was going on and, and God said something about, um, you know, giving the land to Abram and everything would work out, but the servants there and it would spread and et cetera. Things were going good. Abram's got a good thing kind of going for him, it seems. All right. So let's see what happens next, right? Okay, Genesis chapter. Uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be all full of just me not being able to speak yet. Okay, Genesis chapter sixteen. Now, Sarai's Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children. Huh. Damn. And she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Hagar. Hmm. Hagar's got a sweet ass. Huh. She, who named that poor girl? Uh, and Sarai said unto Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain child by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And, Sarai's, and Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, like, I mean, what what choice did they really have back then? Really, like, there was no like surrogate much. I mean, this is literally the surrogate sort of thing. But there was no like labs. There was no teeny tiny microscopic, uh, like 
needles. And oh, God, I'm uh, maybe I should start drinking coffee. Maybe that's a th- or like something that just wakes me up. Uh, so right already, we're getting into like, hey, we're married, but go ahead and and just knock one out or two with this Hagar over here. And hopefully, like this this woman, this handmaid looked pretty good. I mean, I mean, not saying that she had to, but I'm I'm just hoping that the deal was sweet enough to go like, all right. And I'm not really trying to say that um, adultery before it became a bad thing was not a good thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, well done, Abram. Like you just walked into like an okay situation, I guess, especially because she's like, hey, you know, you need to start bearing, making some kids and stuff. Um, so Hagar's going to be the one to probably do it because I can't make that happen. So we're going to do the best we can with what we got. Right. And I guess that's a thing. Like it was just, we have to make kids. Right. Okay. Um, good on you, Abram. You killed a bunch of like King's army and you save a lot and man, it's just, you just keep on winning the man game here. I think, right? Like, well done, man. Um, okay, so he's there for 10 years, and everything kind of works out. Land of Canaan's very prosperous and wonderful, and now he has Hagar. Uh, and he went in unto Kedar, uh, and he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, I'm assuming this, and it only says just the one time, so, bap, done, and then out. Um, and... There's really no, like, like, there's no arguing about the jealousy. And yes, I know about, like, some of the swinger community that goes, like, yes, we talked about this, and it all works out, and this is just the way we we go about. But, man, it's real easy to fall into that jealousy thing, isn't it? Like, most people do, from what I understand. So, yeah, of course she's going to be despised and hated, especially even the station of who, she, like, Hagar is, too. Like, she's a handmaid. Like, she's uh, just a servant. And if bam, right off the bat, she can just, oh, well, she can conceive. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of jealousy going on. Oh, man, this is just drama upon drama. Uh, the Bible soap opera, if you will. Um, and Sarai said unto Abram, my wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. Oh, is that what that quote comes from? The Lord judge between me and thee? Or is that a thing that has happened? But It's been a while. Lord judge between me and thee. I like that. I like that particularly. It's nice. Um, so there's, you know, Sarai's jealous, but she's she's feeling quite a bit of guilt, but knowing that there's some bit of wrong in it, there's in this fun middle ground of trying to do good and trying to fulfill what God, who has been talking to Abram, who I'm assuming also Sarai, you know, was in the room with a couple of these lengthy, loud, cloud-parting conversations, I assume. So, yeah, all right. Uh, But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. Oh, this took a really dark turn, being like, yeah, she's just a handmaid, deal with her. And then, like, Sarai apparently dealt hardly with her, which I don't think is, you know, a sharp tongue and, like, whatever. It was probably a very harsh beating, especially to, like, either a newly pregnant woman or a fully, well, a fully pregnant woman or somewhere in the in-between. I'm imagining she's at least showing for the whole, like, conception idea to be like, Oh, well, she got pregnant, you know, because it's... Although they might have been able to, after, you know, a couple hundred years of making children, they probably figured out, like, the the subtle signs of, of when that happens. You know? I Like, I don't. like It's not something in a textbook, but if you're surrounded by it almost constantly, I think you would see it, you know? Right. Okay, so dealt hardly with her. Uh, poor Hagar. I'm so sad. Not that I'm like, I don't know. Do I? F- mm. We'll see. Should I be following Hagar in this or Abram or Sarai? Like, God, it's, I don't know who to follow in this. 
Uh, and the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way, by the fountain in the way of Shur. Well, okay, she was by a fountain in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of oh, in the way to Shur. okay, so it was a fountain in the wilderness, and it's the fountain on the way to this place. Got it? Okay. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid. God, what a terrible like. Hey, you servant to this person. Like, I guess that's the only real way to... Also, how many Hagars are there around that particular fountain in the middle of a forest? Hmm. Uh, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress Sarai, probably because she beat the living shit out of me. Uh, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. Hmm. Hmm, I'm, hmm, okay. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. Well, that's comforting. Hey, buddy, listen, you gotta go back. You're gonna make a lot of kids, and I need you to go and do that, because cause there's some real big plans in the making, and I'm a winged motherfucker who's just who's just on the last nerve of God right now, so I need you to go back. Um, which is awesome, I guess, in its own way. But what a shitty way to go. Um, okay. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael. Nice. Because the Lord hath heard thy affection, affliction. Oh, okay. Well, that... Mm, okay, well... Hmm. I mean, it's not exactly the greatest thing, right? Like, hey, you're going to bear a son. You're going to name him this? And it's because the God said, heard your affliction. Like, at least it's not going to be, like, as far as we know, like, deformed and awful and so on. Like, apparently this is going to be a good thing to come down. And sadly, as it seems to sound, like, hey, you're going to be the mom to a great guy. Hmm. Yeah, that that that's uh, that's comforting. That's that's real comforting. Tell me, does it heal the bruises, the guts, the the abuses, the trauma? Hmm. No. But thanks, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affection, and he will be a wild man. Fuck. His hand will be against every man. Shit. Fuck. And every man's hand against him. God damn it. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. That's the only like really good thing about that whole thing. Damn it. Um, and she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her. Thou God seest me, for she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Birlaharoi. Birlaharoi. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. We had to make a really fucking complicated name. All right. Okay, so she's going to bear a guy who's going to kick some ass and have ass kicked into him, and his name's Ishmael. He's probably not going to be hunting a whale anytime soon. And... But he's going to have friends, right? Like, he's going to be a bunch of brothers of sorts, right? Okay, well... Great. And Hagar bare Adam a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bare, Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. Fourscore. Fourscore and seven years ago. Um, what is fourscore? Isn't it like some weird number? It's like 13 years or something like that. Let's look it up onto the Google place. Fourscore. Whoa, what the fuck? Oh, fourscore, 80. Okay. So he was 86 when all this happened. This ancient before medicine man was old as balls and just going to ten eighty and six. Four score. Oh, so score must be like twenty, and then four is the multiple for that. So okay. Aha. Uh -huh. I understand now. Uh great. Also, way to bear a guy like when he's like eighty five or whatever, because it takes nine months, right? So 
assumingly 85 and still being able to, you know, push the dust out, if you know what I mean. Um, all right, good for him. All right, and that was a short chapter, so we're moving on to 17 now. Uh, Genesis chapter 17, all right. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, so he's just about to te- t- uh, tip the nine... Uh, you know, there's just not a lot of connections going on upstairs. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. I intend to fix it at some point after this podcast because there's really nothing I can do. But there, there's just... I'm not holding myself together, apparently. This is, this is not a good thing. I can see why people need wake-up juice. Let's start again. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, almost 100, which was what I was going to say... The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Hey, okay. And I will make thy covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. Great. And Abram fell on his face. Oh. <laughs> and God talked with him, saying, oh, he just like prostrated himself, basically. Okay. And God talked with him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Wow. Being a 99-year-old man and hearing that, great. Uh, neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. Ah, let's just add a little bit. Okay. For a father of many nations have I made thee. I'm wondering the why. Like, what, what was wrong with Abram? As a name, you know, like why, why the name change? I mean, it doesn't, I mean, maybe as a translation, it maybe means something a bit bigger and different and better maybe, but it seems unnecessary. And, uh, oh, so God's still talking. Uh, there's a lot of talking apparently. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee. Ick a little, but all right. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, and their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Good covenant, I think. It's not a bad one, because certainly, already, Abram's getting some really good stuff going on for him right now, right? Like, he's, he's gotten a nice big land, he's gotten, obviously, gotten to diddle his uh, handmaid, his uh, his wife and whatnot, but he's still getting promised that his seed will will continue to flourish and that the people after him are going to be huge and big and great and wonderful and it's going to be a good time. Um, so, I mean, that that's pretty nice. That's not a bad gig, right? Like, that's... Among the other things, that, I mean, in the fear of what he could do, I could understand, but as far as a gift from God and going even this predestined, like, here, things are going to work out, and here's why I'm telling you it, because it's gonna, and again, the whole idea of some, come on, walk with me, it's going to be fun, okay, God, and then getting the good news of, listen here, dude, uh, you're going to be all sorts of cool, and by the way, I need you to go by Abraham as opposed to Abram, which seems like a thing he needed to fix with something else, you know? Like, uh, like I entered you in wrong in the system, and it's a lot easier for me instead of removing your name entirely for you just to go by that name. Okay? Huh. Also, that whole thought process just kind of fell out of me, so I'm still kind of going through with it. Uh, okay, so lots of seeds. Um... And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Great. Even better. And God said unto... Wait a second. Sudden thought. So, this God, our God, the one God, as we kind of believe it, I suppose, from this particular book, he is only to be the God of the people of Canaan. I will be their God, their God of Canaan. Nowhere else does it say. But, I mean, it might be just their patron, like, I will make sure that things work out here. I will be totally sure that things are great and everything will work out wonderful. Maybe. I can kind of see it. However, I'm also kind of taking the devil's advocate route with just being like, so you're only going to take from wherever the hell it was, from the Jordan to the Euphrates or wherever the fuck it was, and... 
and that's it. That's that's I'm I'm locked in to be your guys' God. <laughs> hmm. I'm there there's a couple of questions stewing in my mind. I don't know. Again, the idea of free will comes to mind. It's all right. It's okay. Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. Good things. Good things. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which uh, ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. Oh. Odd, isn't it? Like, isn't it? Like, I'm gonna give you all this, and I need you guys to t uh, cut the tip of your penis a bit. Okay, I mean, of the things to give, and the things to give up, and the things to move, and the things to do. About that, like, huh? I, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna need someone to point out, like, why this was a big thing. Cause I don't. I mean, what's the deal? Okay, like, uh, all right, so we, um, we, uh, okay, we just gotta go do that. Uh, and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Oh, see, John, if you just read a little bit further, it, it's like a commitment thing, right? Like, here you go. But usually you get that stuff cut, you know, early on before it really even, you know, matters. You know, hopefully at this time it doesn't become a thing where it's just like, all right, time to... And off it goes, and there's probably a, a healthy amount of blood. Huh. All right. Uh, cool. We're okay. I get it. Okay. I got it now. Uh, and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Do it to children. Great. Uh, every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or brought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. So anybody who shows up is pretty much like, hey, I gotta, I gotta do this. Uh, he that is born in thy house and he that is brought with thy money, or was bought with thy money, must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. All right, a lot of dick cutting. All right. Uh, and the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. Aha, okay, got it. This separates the two, I suppose. So, hmm. I guess this is, uh, hmm, hmm. Okay, I'll go through my original thought. The original thought was going like, all right, we just lift some skirts and we find out who's who's uh, who's on God's side, and we lift up other skirts and we find out who isn't. Uh, at that point, it might have been easier in another way, but then again, huh. I, I Okay, all right, I, it's just a commitment thing. It's just a here we go, here's a way to separate people. Don't worry about the how, it's just how we're going to do it, and it's a covenant that makes things work out pretty well. Great. Okay. Although kind of sad that, like, some guy who probably doesn't know about the whole uncircumcised or uncircumcised are going, like, you can cut that, and we'll probably get punished or not be blessed nearly as much from entering the land of Canaan, who is probably just trying to sell Tupperware or something. You know, like, he just comes into town, goes like, we're all circumcised. Great. What is that? That's where you you remove some of the foreskin from your from your dick. Why? Because Godlin blesses us, and we all have really pretty a okay lives here in Canaan. Well, I have a pretty a okay life, like forty miles that way, in a place called Ker blah blah blah, and um, you know it's not blessed. I don't think it might be shit. I don't know, but I'm not circumcised, <gasps> and the town was a gasp. And it just freaked out. I don't know. This poor Tupperware salesman. I hope he makes some more occurrences. I'm going to try to make that happen. Um, okay, so this. Good. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, 
Thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. Again, like, I'd love to learn the why. Like, what, what was the point of this? Was it just easier to do? Was it just a translational thing that maybe got passed through, like, the, um, the, the original writing of Hebrew, right? Into English that it would just be like, and fuck it. We're just going to make her name Sarah. Yeah, okay. We've got a lot of Sarahs around here. Makes it easier. Which also makes me wonder about a couple of things, but of like actual names that maybe people didn't change. Whatever. So we have Abraham and Sarah now, which is nice. It's a little bit easier on the tongue. Good. Wonderful. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Also assuming that she's very ancient also. Because if he's 99, and even if she was super young, like she probably was, she's probably got to be quite ancient in her own sort of right. I would imagine somewhere in like the 70s to maybe early 90s for her as well. You know? So both of these decrepit, ancient, walker-using people are going to be just having litters, litters of people, it seems. Right? Okay. Uh, well, good. You know, from, from old bones comes new youth, right, I guess? I don't know. Uh, then Abraham fell upon his face, again, and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? Holy shit, they're answering my own questions. And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? Holy fuck, I called this. Good me. Ah, ha, <laughs> uh, ha. Mm, I'm so happy with myself. Ah, that's great. And Abram said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Oh, so great. So, like, Ishmael's just going to get fucked, right? Like, just... Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, Ishmael, right. So, listen, Sarah's going to have a kid, and we're going to call him Isaac, and it's going to be great, okay? It's going to be good times. Hmm. Oh, there's more. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. Oh. Let's not judge too harshly in the future, John. No, let's not. Let's actually read the entire passage. No, but then again, I can't go through my own little rants and follow through with everything else. That's true. I'm fighting a dual war here. Yes, you are. Okay. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Okay, so still he kind of fucks him over a little bit, going like, yeah, Ishmael's going to be okay, I'm going to give him this, it's going to be great, but he's not going to be following me, or he's not going to be blessed by me. Um, like, I'm going to follow Isaac in this. Huh. Already God's picking favorites, it seems. Or just seeing that things are going to work out differently. But then again, I'm sure that there's going to be some intervention coming up. Which, okay. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. I was already on the Ishmael train. But maybe I should jump on the Isaac one. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, and, he left off, and he left off taking with him. And God went up from Abraham. He beamed himself up. And Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all that were born with his, in his house, and all that were brought with, bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day, as God had said unto him. I really hope he left like a scalpel or a really sharp rock or just a shit ton of whiskey, because I don't know about you, but being kicked in the balls is just bad enough, but being told, being like, hey, uh, servant number one, one of 318, Guess what you get to do today? Uh, what? Come here. No, I, wait, okay, I'm going to be going okay, here. What, what's going on? Take your dick out. Why? Take it out. Now I'm going to put it on this, uh, this thing here. What you doing with that rock? Well, I'm, I'm going to cut off some of the skin. No, 
please don't. And then it just, like, really awkward interchange between everything. Unless you gather them, I'll be like, listen, guys, here's what's going to happen. Just talk to God. You guys might have seen from the windows and things. Bright, shiny guy. Uh, big beard, white clothing. Very, very scary voice. Kind of come up and see in his own sort of way. Uh, but we need to start hacking some foreskin here, guys. We got we to gotta take it out. We got to take it off. Um, it's going to be good for everybody. It's going to be a really sore week. I know for us guys, it's going to suck. I wonder if we can, like, time this with, like, Our Lady's Times of the Moons. That way it all kind of just, we're all just going to be miserable for that one week or so, or however long it takes to kind of heal. I really hope that they didn't, like, heat up, like, a little knife and, like, brand, like, you know, the whole, like, cauterizing thing, being like, yeah, that hurts, but holy shit all right thanks so much next Ugh. those poor men so glad i had mine but like so early in life <sighs> anyway okay uh and abraham was 90 years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin great and Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And the selfsame day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Okay, I mean, I guess we wanted to be like, this day it happened, so both of them are just suffering through this. And all the men in the house, born in the house, and bought with the money of the stranger were circumcised with him. This is starting to read a little bit as I'm starting to go through, like, the, um, the readings of this. It's starting to read a little bit more like a... Um, like a legal document. This happened on this day, this happened then, both were done on this day, and everybody in the house were done on the same exact day. Even though we said it was the same day, everybody in this sentence, it is pretty clear it all happened on that day. Tuesday, let's say. Hmm. Well, good. Rad. Okay, everybody got circumcised. Good times. I think we got one more chapter in us, right? Like, Half an hour is a good time, but we could probably jump it up for another 15 minutes or so. I know the first two chapters were lengthy as shit, but, you know, I was going through a lot of talky times, and it was, it was a thing. So, here we go. All right, next chapter, hopefully, if provided. There we go. Chapter 18. Okay, Genesis. At this point, we're slowly approaching the halfway point of Genesis, because it only goes up to about 50 chapters, right? So I'm getting, I'm getting there, guys. Oh, man, I'm getting there. And believe me, I'm starting to get a little more interested. I'm a little more invested, you know? I'm, I'm a bit more into it, because I'm like, all right, okay, I'm starting to follow these people, and while my opinions are starting to kind of taper off just a little bit and move on, it's quite okay. But also, I'm still just very confused as to the reasons as to why God does a thing. The Lord is mysterious. This is true. But it is... There's, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And I'm sure people who read this over and over still end up with the same sort of questions. All right, so chapter 18, here we go. All right, so we got a bunch of people, a bunch of circumcised guys wandering in uh, Canaan, and it's just a glorious time. Okay, here we go. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Cool. Was there a tent there before? Was there someone who was in there? Or What's going on? All right. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Um, I'm assuming they're saying Abraham. They appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and these three other guys were there, and, and Abraham was like, Ah, this is awesome. Hey, guys, welcome to the party. We're going to play Scrabble. Um, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, Do so, and thou hast, as thou hast said. Okay, so we have, assumingly, Abraham going like, Hey, guys, don't just take off just yet. I know you just showed up. 
Uh, but I'm going to wash your feet. That's a good servanty sort of thing to do. It's an old sort of deal. Um, Jesus will eventually do this, I think. And uh, the Pope does it. I think he washes the feet of a beggar, or that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, but he's, you know, it's just a, uh, a way to be a part of the people and the people to be a part of their, you know, the upper. This is something I will do for you. All right. Great. Wonderful. Okay. And Abraham, aha, hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. Okay. And Abraham ran into the herd and fetched, fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hastened to dress it. So he's just packing, going like, oh, fuck, I didn't expect to do a damn feast today, I assume. Um, also, Abraham's in a tent. Well, I guess it's still early days in the Bible, so tents are kind of the thing. But following one guy who had one tent, 318 other people who, you know, it's a bit of canvas between them and their tinier bits of can whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're on a camping trip. Uh, and Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, "Make." oh, I already read that. Shit. Okay, uh, and he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Okay, great. Um... More kids. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if, at some point, they just, we just get too old to do that kind of shit, right? Uh, therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my lord being old also. Isn't that kind of, mm, is that a vex against him being like, ah, oh, should I be so old to, you know, finally get pleasure from this old cretin again? <laughs> oh, God. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which, I'm, which am old? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question, right? Isn't it? Going like, hey, um, basically I'm made out of twigs now instead of, you know, bone. I don't know if pushing a child out of me is going to be a, Great. I mean, how many other people do you have to choose from between me and them and all of us? But I have chosen you. I'm a 90-year-old woman. Yeah. Did you roll some dice, man? What's going on? Uh, and the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did... Oh, wait. Fuck. Uh, number 14. Here we are. Is there, any, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Uh-oh. He's pulling a guilt trip. I can see this coming. At the time anointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Okay. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Wow. You're going to pull that, this all-knowing being that is has given free will and yet goes like, oh, oh okay, I get it. I get it now. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, God. Uh. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, nay. But thou didst laugh. Sometimes you nervous laugh, man. Like, that just happens. Like, you get scared and go, <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, like that. I would have done that. If someone, if I were 90 years old and a woman, I would probably have been like, and you shall bear a child. And I go, ha, ha, oh, you're funny. Although I probably would have went funny and then finding out if it's God or not. You know, white beard and all that. Going like, ah, oh, I was scared. Which also is a fear because I don't, biologically, you're going to probably die, you know? And that's, that's not good. That's just not good at all. And also, like, <sighs> what's the quote from Game of Thrones? What happens when the non-existent bumps against the decrepit or something like that? It's, yeah, it's, ugh, ugh, old folks. Anyway, uh, and the men rose up from thence and took soon... Oh, wait. Oh. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Okay. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? 
I feel like I missed something. Hmm. Uh, I didn't, but here we go. Uh, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I know him and that he, shall, he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord and do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which has come unto me. And if not, I will know. And John is very confused. So we go from this whole thing of like, you're going to bear another kid. And this 90-year-old woman goes, ha ha. And God says, what? And she says, I laughed because I was scared. It wasn't because I was this. And then Abraham and like a couple other folks decide to go to Sodom, which seems very odd in the middle of this dinner party that they seem to be having. And then just goes like, hey, I'll be back. Sodom's having this really cool like nightclub thing. I don't know what's even in Sodom right now that they have to be taken off to there. He just gets up and goes like a weirdie. Just gets up and moves along. And God looks over and goes like, there's something going down in Sodom and Gomorrah, as if he shouldn't know this already. And is like, these people's sin is very grievous. And I don't know, what, like, is Abraham spreading the good word there? Is he going there to get a lap dance? Like, what's the deal, man? Like... And it's a sudden, like, and it just kind of happens. I feel like we're missing something. There's some, there's something that we're not hearing, you know? Okay, so. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So there's a bunch of dudes going to Sodom. Great. Um... Yet Abraham stood there, but he was still going to be like, but I have, I'm 99. I'm going to head out. And Abraham drew near and said, wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? That's a good quote. I do enjoy that one. 23, 1823. That one's a good one. I mean, that's a good question to pose to any sort of deity, right? Like, that's a really good one. Um... And certainly, like, I don't know what they're going to run off and do in Sodom. There's really not a much of an explanation, but it doesn't sound like Sodom is a very good place, nor is Gomorrah, um, or at least a good place in the, like, in the eyes of God, who... <sighs> he brings up a lot of comeuppance for this whole free will thing to put people back into the quote-unquote right track. Am I right? Like... Hey, you can do what you want, but there's going to be punishments. And I guess that's fair, right? Isn't it? Like, if you're going to do something dumb, you should be punished for it. Or you, and sometimes you luck out because maybe something has to happen in a certain way. And maybe I do believe in fate, or at least some sort of way of it that your choices do garner what fate you're supposed to be falling into. That you are in charge of your own fate, but there is some fun little factors that are going to either hinder or fight with you and whatnot. I don't know. Anyway, that's very not where we're at right now. Where we're at right now is very much like God going, why is everyone heading off to Sodom when Abraham was doing such a good job of washing my feet and offering up a calf and so on. And I was the one telling a 90-year-old woman that she's going to give birth to someone and getting a little bit irate at the whole thing. <sighs> And maybe God doesn't understand his own creations, which doesn't make him God at that point, because he would understand anything if he is omnipotent and everything, right? So why is he pissed off that he obviously knows that this woman only has about 30 years left and somehow, in some way, forgot that somewhere in there, menopause happens to go on and that, you know, just forcing, there's a kid there now by all holy and magical writ and powers that maybe, just maybe, this living mortal who may or may not die from this particular thing, whether holy or otherwise, I imagine she doesn't, but I don't know, uh, is going to go like, uh, I don't think that's going to work. Because even if they like use context clues of their cattle, their sheep and whatnot, there comes a point where the cow's not going to be pushing out another kid. And that's the time when they either die or get butchered. Isn't that right? That's a thing, right? So I can totally understand where Sarah's coming from this, and I'm really kind of lost at the whole, like, Lord being kind of pissed off at about this. And I know, maybe it's this whole faith of being like, I ask this of you and you do it because I'm God. And it seems kind of, like, tyrantish, yeah? But I guess if you have all the power, that works out. 
even though, as we have found out, might isn't always goddamn right. It might win out in the end, but man, does it not, it's not a good thing. <sighs> Anywho, Abram drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? A good question to pose to anyone, a judge or otherwise. Hell, that's a good one to put up, like, in the courthouse. Will they destroy the righteous with the wicked? A question that should be posed to anybody who is to be swaying judgment on someone left and right. Okay? Great. Number 21. Here we go. We're, I mean, we didn't jump chapters. But, oh, sorry. Uh, 24. Oh, Abram's talking. Peradventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. City, wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, and slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, and be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Wow, what a call. Calling his wife up being like, is that too hard for a 90-year-old woman to push out? And you, and then Abram brings it right back around with going like, hey, wait a second. You're going to smite an entire city. It seems like, as I'm reading the context clues of assumingly Sodom and Gomorrah, of going, hey, um, hang on. If you're going to be doing right, and if you have promised unto all of us that you will not slaughter a bunch of people just because they're people, just for the funsies of it, that you will do right because you are God. You are also held to a higher standard, aren't you? And if you are, then maybe I will be more than happy to accept any sort of blessing, even though I have just chopped off a bit of my foreskin. It seems that's the way I think it's going. Someone can correct me. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. All right. Fair enough. I mean... Although he's doing, like, the opposite of what he's kind of doing, isn't he? Like, he's, I mean, it's kind of nice, you know, but it's not right either in its own sort of right. You know, it's also, like, if, if, one, if one's bad in an entire group, it's a generalization that all those people are doing it. Hint, hint, the election going on this year. Very, meow, meow, meow. But on the other hand, if only a little are good, in a group of really shitty people, it doesn't make them good either. What it makes is the person who is being good, good. It doesn't mean that they, as the city dwellers, are all bad, right? So it becomes this very much like seeking thing now, I guess. They have to find these 50 to spare everybody. <laughs> Why not just spare the 50? I guess it's not fair. It's better to go like, these 50 were good, and because of them, and they they should be put up as examples for all you other motherfuckers out there who obviously are just shitty human beings. Because you were this close to being just destroyed. Just gone. You know? And... I could see that. Okay, I could get behind it. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> mm, this chapter is getting me all sorts of riled up. It's nice. Uh, and Abram answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Huh. So he kind of, like, <laughs> he's holding himself to that, like, Hey, man, I, I, I'm talking to God, but I am just dust, dust and ash. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all of the city, but lack of five? And he said, if I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. Okay, so we, these they're working out a deal. That's nice. It's good to be fair. Because sometimes, you know, the, the good fifty, there might be like five that died last year, you know. And we only wrote the letter recently, and they were doing fine then. But, you know, the things change really quickly in these early societies. Also, I don't know how many people were living in Sodom and Gomorrah at the time. I don't know how many 50 actually means as a percentage of the entirety of people. It might be a third of the people there, you know? It might be, like, 1%. Who knows? Um, but 50 is, whatever you look at it, is kind of small, especially if you're, they call it a city, not a town. And there's two cities 
I'm assuming, fairly close to each other, Sodom and Gomorrah. If he's going to I don't know if he's just going to destroy Sodom. And I think Sodom's the only one that he's actually, like, searching through. So Gomorrah's fucked, but Sodom's fine. Like, could be fine. Um, I guess. I don't know. Um, and he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let there not be the Lord be angry, and I will speak peradventure. There shall be thirty to be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Abram's talking God down. Why? What is to be gained here? Like he's just hedging his bets even more, making sure that he doesn't destroy things. And whether God is just going like, fine, whatever, I'm appeasing or whatever, or maybe he's getting a really good foot washing, I don't know. But either way, there's a lot of down, you know. And he said, Behold, uh, behold, now I have taken unto me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. Now we're down to twenty people. If there's twenty, less than half of the number we first started with, if there's twenty there, you won't destroy it. It'd be really cool. And he said, Oh, let the Lord not be angry. Never speak yet once more. Uh, this once, peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Man, you could talk him down to one good guy, right? Like, if you can talk him down from 50, that you're down to a fifth of the number. Now, if you come back with a fuck ton of people, it's probably what he's doing, I guess. That'd be my bet. Going like, I think there's 50. There's got to be 50 people in that town that are freaking awesome. And they're good and righteous and will eventually be circumcised. Or upped for it, at least. Uh, and at that point... Uh, if I can find at least 10, and I know there's 40 others in there, or I hope there's 40 others in there, then bam, man, like, I have just proved myself, and then some, this warrior of God, this Abraham, was once Abram, who has led 318 guys to make war with a king, and then said, fuck off, and then... Uh, the one who said, yeah, I'll do some foreskin cutting, bam, and then now having the gall to come up to God and go, hey, man, listen, here's what the deal is, and if you're going to be righteous and awesome and great in that sort of way, here's what I think. If you're going to be this way, we got to hold you to that standard. If i got to be your way, i got to be held to that standard. So, and I'm going to talk you down out of this. And maybe it is God's forgiveness or his own sort of mercy that has brought him down to 10. I don't know. I've, I have only this to really go off of, but man, I, if you can talk him down to 10 and find those 10 or even 40, like that's going to be a good deal, right? Like, fuck, yeah, right on, man. Uh, and the Lord went his way as soon as he left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. Great. So now becomes like the finding of a, of a good man in Sodom. All right, cool. Radical. Great, so that was chapter 19, and we have moved right along. Fantastic. Ah, I'm, I'm in, man. Did you hear that rant that went on for like 15 minutes? Man, that was fantastic. Ah, this is why I love doing this podcast. It's good fun. I thoroughly enjoy myself. Uh, okay, so thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have been great. Uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, which I'm always on there. Hopefully iTunes gets itself back up and going. I should be up on the YouTube entirely, and it just becomes this constant uh, updating. It might be a little bit later than the other ones just because it takes so damn long to do it, you know? But... Uh, it should be a-okay that I'll be on the YouTube shortly thereafter after I put it up to SoundCloud, which thereby puts it to everywhere else. Um, you can find me on the Twitter sphere, on the uh, Twitter space, whatever, uh, at Accord to Stupid. I'm on the Facebook. Uh, let's see, uh, the SoundCloud. Uh, we do have a Patreon site, and you could be the first one to put up some uh, some little bit of money if you feel about like uh, donating to this once a month. And for what, like a, a dollar? I think I say some, I, I should really remember what I put down here, but I put all sorts of things on there for, for anybody who wants their stuff to be either shouted out or given out to or, or even talked about at some point or just get their own personal uh, recording from me to them as like a, hey man, you're awesome or whatever. I have a couple of those on there, lots and lots of things um, that works out really well. Um, and for a buck, man, like so far, like, uh, what have I done so far? This is number what? Eight, eight, something like that. 
I'm almost on 10 and it's been a month, a little over a month since I started. And yeah, I had that week of like a hiatus because I was moving. But man, for a buck, like it's like 10 cents for a month, basically. Like I threw a dollar at this guy and it means a lot, man. It does. Because these dollars, man, they add up and they move forward and I get more uh, microphones. I can get more people on here and I can get experts to talk about Genesis and priests and ideas and things like that. And and that would be super cool, right? Like, that'd be awesome. Just because I'm an uneducated in the Bible sort of person, and I'm more than happy to listen to any sort of um, opinions and and uh, comments and concerns and thoughts and questions and people who are like, you're a piece of shit because you think of this way. Or you'd be like, yeah, I totally believe in the things that you're that you're spouting. Why is that the way that it is? Or why is, why is that passage written that way? And even so, the just a stupid guy who keeps on writing in, he puts up a bunch of stuff about the um, the new international version and things and other versions that he's read, and he's very knowledgeable in this sort of thing. And eventually, as I start kind of building this stuff up, I'm really hoping to have like, you know, an actual site and and things you can you know get. I'm a mug that says I'm with stupid or something like I don't know. But um, fuck, where was I going with this? Yeah, I'm just trying to build this up, man. Like I'm. I'm trying to go, and just a little bit here and there, and just just a little bit, man. That's all it takes, because creation is a wonderful thing, as you can see. And in some way, you can you can post up stuff, because I want to make that uh, communication between us all, man. And it's easy. You can just email me at accordingtostupid at gmail.com. It's super easy. I think I put it just about everywhere, and it's just, you know, copy-paste, bam, and then you just be like, I think this, and I would be more than happy. And even if you don't want your stuff read on the podcast, that's perfectly fine. Just put up there in the big, bold words, being like, you're not supposed to read this on the outside, da-da-da. And that's fine, too, man. Like, that's fine. Or I'll use an alias for your name. I usually do. I mean, there was this one lady who wrote in, and I called her Bill. Her name wasn't Bill, but I called her Bill. I'll call everybody Bill, unless they're Bill, and then I'll name them George, and unless they're George, and then it just goes on from there, man, and it just keeps on building and going. It's great. Um, fuck, where else am I? Oh, yeah, I'm on that, like, Satchel podcast thing as well. That's kind of like a Patreon, I guess. Uh, I don't really know how to use it or what's going on with it, but I did just take a survey going, like, uh, this is what I kind of want to do, and it seemed to work out. Um, I'm on Player FM and Google Play. And I don't know where else. I would love to hear some suggestions on where else I should be or, or what have you. And, I, and I'm going to be branching out here soon. Once, once I start paying some bills again, and, and then I'm going to just I'm gonna put money into advertising. Not very much because I'm still very poor. But it's going to, you know, this is going to be something, I hope. Or nothing else. It's just something to kill the afternoon with. And it's and certainly been fun for me to go through it. And man, I'm only in Genesis. I can only imagine as it goes on. I'm just going to... Uh, build this even more. Yeah. Okay, I think that's it. So you can find me on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Player FM, Patreon, on YouTube soon. Uh, at you know, according to stupid, I'm just that's just me across the board, pretty much. You type it in, you'll probably find me in some way. And if not, man, it's not that hard. You already listened to this, and I'm gonna put all sorts of notes on everything. So if you find one, you're going to find all the rest. And it's going to be easy. It's going to be wonderful, I hope. And I'm still learning. And you can send me an email being like, this wasn't easy, fucker. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I'll totally admit it. I'll go for it. I'll be like, yeah, I don't. Uh, but, you know, I'm you know, Googling how to the Twitter, you know, thing and stuff. So thanks again. Like, that's, I think that's it. I'm thinking, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Your guys are wonderful. Please keep up. I'm hoping things get solved and are wonderful and everything's going to be great. And I hope your day's going good and you're pretty and nothing can stop you. It, even that brick wall can be driven around. It's okay. Oh, holy shit. Okay, so I um, I hope you didn't skip all of that stuff because there's a really important thing. Uh, Jonathan Bowles uh, did a podcast, uh, his podcast, the... The Slingshot Syndicate or Slingshot Podcast. He's a great guy. Uh, you should totally listen to his podcast. In fact, I'll put up a, a link to to where his stuff is, or at least uh, his, um, you know, where I find him on Twitter and stuff. Great, great podcast. Uh, they're usually pretty short, but they're really inspiring, guys. They're just they just make you feel good on the inside, you know. And there's uh, I had a two parter, a two parter, just because I got to talking all the time. Um, 
and it was great. Like I had my own little little revelation and such. And ah oh, man, I I just I miss people from L.A. I don't necessarily miss the place from L.A. Place sucked, in my opinion. But people get the bug, man. That's just what happens. I very much enjoyed Jonathan Bowles. He was a great man, very excited, very just friendly and open, a saint of the journey, as he was currently being called and such. And hope he's doing well. Please listen to his podcast. He also has a Patreon and things and is everywhere that I think. Even he's, you know, he's on iTunes and stuff, and I guess it's, it's working for him, you know. So I think maybe some developer doesn't like me, or maybe I put in a two instead of a one somewhere. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. Anyway, okay. So listen to Jonathan Bull's podcast; it's fantastic. He also goes on a little bit about religion. So if you're like this guy's swearing way too much for me, Jonathan Bull's is the way to go. Um, and who knows? He might tell you to just kind of stick it out with me, or just be like, "Yeah, sometimes some people don't like to hear the fuck word all the time. Some people don't, especially when they're around kids." Someday I'll put out like a um a fucking uh a clean version of this, you know. I'll probably pay someone to to go through each podcast and just find all the dirty words and things for a thing and then just put bleeps everywhere. So this thing's gonna be full of bleep, 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 bleep all the time. That'll be fine, right? Okay. I think I'm done. Goodbye guys, you're you're pretty. I love you back. Bye. Bye. And of course, where would I be without the end of my podcast talking about www.bensound.com, B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D.com with the song that is on this podcast called Sunny. It's freaking fantastic because he has everything you absolutely, positively, absolutely need because it's awesome and you should go check him out and do it right now. Please.